Jewel Radio presents What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Women positive news you can use. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to What She Said, brought to you tonight by Roar Publishing. Concept to content, I'm Christine Bentley with Kate Wheeler. Now, there's lots of talk about what is called femvertising these days, advertising geared to sell to women, but there's also a big backlash brewing, Kate. Yeah, and according to Vanessa Iorocci, a former banking executive who's now involved in all sorts of interesting research, um, she's going to explain what is going on in the evolution of of advertising in uh, in this current era. Now, we all know someone who's undergoing cancer treatment, and we see the effects, which most often involve severe fatigue and nausea. It seems that there may be something new that helps all that. Thanks to, And this is thanks to research that is promoted by Estella Pharma Canada. Mary Struger will join us to talk about this and other things they have on the horizon, including um, a pretty big prize that goes out for people that are interested in helping solve some of the problems surrounding cancer. Ann Brody uh, joins us every week, previewing what is hitting the screens every weekend and what her thoughts are on them. Now, she has a riveting murder mystery to tell us about, uh, set in the wintry wilds of uh, Utah. Um, It's called Wind River. And also, one of my favorite books is coming to the big screen. Did you read The Glass Castle? No. Okay, so it's the story of the Walls family and their nomadic life away from the mainstream society. But um, uh, the writer, Jeanette Walls, Mm -hmm. um, this is basically her her life story. But you may remember her. She was um, the TV gossip entertainment reporter for MSNBC. And none of this ever came out until she wrote this book. And now it's a major... Motion picture, as they say. I think she's going to mention Annabelle, and I don't think she's... It's, it, she calls it a stupid horror film, but for people <laughs> who love horror films, this could be just yeah. the ticket, right? Right. Now, if you've ever traveled with a teen, you know the biggest challenge is to pry them away from whatever device they have with them uh, to actually encourage them to be part of the family. Our travel expert, Candace Derricks, has some great tips on how to actually do that. And we're also going to be joined by the founder of Honeywater to chat about their efforts to save our Canadian bees and how we can all help in that. That is a cause near and dear to me. Absolutely. And in tonight's live studio session, 17-year-old singer and social media star Cam Bogle will perform Wasted for us. And if you have a daughter, son, niece, or nephew that wants to be on a brand new game show, Quacked, it's called. Canada's first five-minute online game show is filming in Toronto at the end of the month. They have reserved 20 coveted contestant spots for our listeners. So head on over to whatshesaidtalk.com for details. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the break with Vanessa Yarachi and the evolution of advertising geared to women. This is what she said. Stay with us. Do you know someone with tingling, numbness, or pain in their hands or feet? Do you know someone with poor balance, difficulty walking, or at risk of falling? These may be symptoms of nerve damage caused by diabetes. Nutarnic Essentials Diabetic Neuropathy Supplement is targeted nutritional therapy for the maintenance of your health. Developed by Dr. Evan Lewis, an expert on nerve health and regeneration. Learn how to optimize your health today at Nutarnic.com. That's N-U-T-A-R-N-I-Q.com. of conversation these days around advertising, whether the lines are be crossed when it comes to children and women, whether stereotypes are being repeated. Joining us this evening is our favorite former banking executive, <laughs> Vanessa Yarachi, who is involved in both interesting research and top-notch education at the Rotman School of Business. Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you, Christine. Now, you're now involved in some really interesting research call around what's called femvertising. What is that? So femvertising is generally known as marketing to women, but more specifically, marketing which involves a brand uh, attaching itself to a more political feminist issue like gender pay equity, for example. 
So give, give us, us an a, example. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, well, I'm not going to mention any brands, but there was one particular luxury car brand that advertised during the Super Bowl, and it was a gentleman in his $150,000 car driving, uh, contemplating the future of gender pay equity. And while I admire that that particular brand was uh, sympathizing with the pay mm-hmm. equity issue, you don't really see how that scenario either solves the problem or advances the issue. Um, in fact, it likely detracts from the issue. So is there anything wrong with what advertisers are doing? Because there is a backlash now. Yeah, well, I mean, first off, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with attaching yourself to a woman's issue or marketing to women, but it has to make a lot of sense. So we've talked about the wealth industry, for example, on this show before, and that's an industry where there's actually a lot of research and facts behind the fact that uh, women are looking for a different investing experience as compared to men. We know that there are unique needs. Women live longer. Uh, they have lumpier earning patterns, for example. Uh, those differences warrant a different approach. And you can legitimately argue that taking control of your financial future does empower you. So in that scenario, it makes sense. But if you start trying to sell underwear by um, you know, talking about the glass ceiling, the connection becomes a little less strong. <laughs> and that's where you see the backlash. Yes, because I'm always looking through that glass <laughs> ceiling to check out what the underwear is. Well, more. exactly. You know, like, how does this connect? It's it true. Doesn't. Yeah. But, I mean, there, I mean, there's there's a lot of backlash towards mm-hmm. all kinds of advertising. Now right. we've got. Um, I mean, most recently, I was listening to a discussion about you know how come it's always the smart wife, dopey husband right. scenario, always solving everything, or the eye rolling. It's like, yeah, just ignore him. But I mean. People need to advertise. They need to market. So, how do you? Where do you draw the line when you're when you're studying this this kind of um, research around femvertising about what's good? I mean, even even just raising the topic of gender pay equity is that not good? It is good, but it has to make sense for the brand. So, you know, the underwear example might sound a little extreme. That's a real example. There are, in fact underwear being marketed right now that say feminism on the backside and they're being marketed as uh, a way for women to push back against the patriarchy of having to wear uh, other kinds of underwear. And really, I think that's a counterproductive discussion. However, there are instances where you're right. Um, it does make sense to you know, use the resources and clout of a brand to both raise awareness and help solve the problem. You know, a really good example is, is what Microsoft is doing right now, and I'll mention this brand because it's such a positive example. Um, it's a campaign called Make It Better, and it's encouraging young women to code and make things um, to improve uh, the lives of others. And it's, it's a campaign that's generated something like 180 million impressions, Clearly, they have a commercial interest to sell more of their devices to women. However, they're legitimately advancing a cause, uh, which is getting women excited and feeling confident about working in the STEM fields, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your example of the bungling male is, uh, you know, it's an interesting example. And there's, there's recently um, rules coming out of the UK that specifically are going to be prohibiting that type of portrayal. Because the bungling male, what that's really advancing is this idea that women have to be everything. They have to be perfect at home, perfect at work. They have to look great. Wear uh, the right underwear. Wear the right underwear. (laughs) And they have to be like terrifically happy being so overwhelmed. And this man can just bungle about. And I mean, that's not equality. That's just taking on 100% of everything. So... Yeah, and it's also, yeah. I, I also think it's bad for the men. I mean, you know. Absolutely. So, you know, in order for women to be equal, you know, there is this discussion about masculinity and our societal expectations around masculinity as well. It's really important. What is the media's role perceived to be in this? So, great question, because uh, there's a lot of scrutiny around media and gender of late. And part of this is because we have so much data now and the ability to really analyze media. And the Gina Davis Institute, for example, has been studying women in media, women in film, women in commercials, and has come out with all sorts of really interesting findings. Like in commercials, women speak less. And in movies, 
Um, they tend to be um, a smaller proportion of any one scene, and they tend to uh, make less authoritative statements. And, you know, we're seeing um, all this data come out about how women are portrayed in advertising and media, and really this idea that you can't be what you don't see is coming to light. Because advertising really creates expectations about who we are and what we can be. And if you think about the fact that there really aren't a lot of women protagonists in movies, there are not a lot of women in media, news anchors, you know this topic well, Mm -hmm. Um, young women and, you know, even older women see this and they think it's acceptable and normal. Well, I find it interesting that speaking to um, some younger women lately, Mm -hmm. that a lot of them think feminism is a dirty word. Right. Like, how do we fix that? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, it's, you know, that's a really interesting trend because definitely um, there was, um, I think after this third wave of feminism in the 80s, there was a pushback from a lot of younger women. There was a really famous article by Lisa Belkin in the New Yorker called The Opt-Out Generation. And it was about a number of women who were Harvard and Ivy League educated professionals and they decided to forego their careers, to raise their families and pursue more traditional roles. Um, But what's really interesting is uh, the New Yorker did a follow-up to that article about two years ago. And they said, you know, 10 years ago, you decided to opt out. How's that working for you? And unfortunately, it didn't work out well for most of the women. Uh, They felt that uh, they made a decision at a point in time based on a notion of this romantic idea of domesticity Um, Some of them got divorced and were financially struggling. Some of them really wanted to go back to work when their kids went to school, but were having trouble given the number of years out of work. So this idea of this point in time pushback on feminism, I think it's really important to keep young women engaged. And incidentally, um, you know, one silver lining of what's happening over in the U.S., is the election of Donald Trump really made feminism political again. Oh, the Women's March. Right. And you had young women, even Canadian young women, going over to the U.S. and marching for women's rights again. And, you know, there was this great scene on CNN where they were showing this Canadian bus rolling on into Washington and someone said, oh boy, you know it's bad when the Canadians are protesting. Um, So I think something's been ignited with among young women again. My favorite sign from that protest was a a woman our age, Christine, holding up a sign that says, 50 years later, I still have to do this? (laughs) Really? That's true, yeah, right. But it is becoming, it's becoming political again, right? It's, you know, when was the last time women marched for women's rights Mm -hmm. in this country? It's been a while. Well, we don't have much time, but is there going to be anything that's that's okay for advertisers? Because it seems every day there's more and more off-limit. Yes. And I think the answer, like, it's such a win-win. Like, just do the research because there are lots of instances where women have unique needs and preferences and there's gaps in the market. So really understand what those needs are and use them as an innovation opportunity. That's great for business and it's great for Feminism cause. And where can people find out more about the research that you're, you've been doing? Um, well, the Institute for Gender and the Economy at the Rotman Center isn't, isn't my specific research. It's, it sort of crowdsources a variety of academic research. And um, certainly there's lots of good information there. The Stanford Climate Institute is another really good source uh, for academic research on these topics. Vanessa, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you. This is what she said. Stay with us. Join us October 22nd at Bellevue Manor in Vaughan for a morning of fun, learning, and great camaraderie. Learn how to stay sharp as you age with guest speakers Dr. Vivian Brown, Dr. Nazarene Katri, and MC Camilla Scott. A wonderful morning of breakfast, entertainment, special treats, and all proceeds go to Mackenzie Health Foundation to support the Domestic Assault and Sexual Abuse Center. Go to thejoyofaging.ca for more info and see you on October 22nd. Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today 
visit kernsandco.com. Everyone needs an edge to compete. At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism. <laughs> Want to know more about the music and the musicians you love? Today we're talking about five bands that have been at it for a very long time. The entire album was recorded over three weekend sessions for a cost of $6,000. Whenever I do an impression of Bob Dylan, that's the only line that I do. Tangle up in blue. That's, that's it. And you that's, do it. That's very all I do. Well. I do can't it again. do it. Tangle up in blue. <laughs> What that Eric Alper knows will spin your head Sundays on What She Said Talk. Back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. If you got a problem, don't care what it is. If you need a hand, I can assure you this. I can help. I got two strong There was a time not that long ago when the C word, cancer, was whispered because in so many cases it meant inevitable death. Today a whole lot has changed. There are new cures all the time, there's an abundant research and tools to help those afflicted. Joining us this evening is someone who's going to share a product that could help those undergoing chemotherapy and tell us about the Estella's Oncology C3 Prize. Welcome Mary Struger, the Director of the Oncology Business Unit of Estella's Farmer Canada. How are you? Good, thanks. Pleasure to be here. Now, you must love your job being able to talk about new advances and prizes in the area of oncology research. Absolutely. It's a great opportunity to discuss the C3 prize with you. Okay, so so let's um, let's first talk about um, what won the C3 prize last year, and that's um, a light book that can help address symptoms um, the result from chemotherapy, and they're very similar to those of SAD, seasonal affective disorder. Yes, yes. So one of the first uh, the first prize for this C three uh, last year was a light book, which was created by Larry Peterson, who owns a light book company. And he had initially uh, developed this product to deal with his own seasonal affective disorder, which is like a profound. It is a subtype of depression that can mm-hmm. occur because there's a sort of a lack of internal clock and, and, and light, um, lack of light. Um, and so, um, I'm sorry. So he, he, he started it because he suffered from SAD. Yes. True. And then how did it translate into being uh, something on the table for your, your um, seat prize? Okay, well, he applied um, with this idea that um, potentially the light book could be used to help um, deal with fatigue from, that cancer patients experience when they get chemotherapy. So years after Larry had developed this device, he was approached by cancer researchers at the University of California in San Diego to see if this light book could be used to sort of ameliorate the effects of fatigue with cancer patients. And they found that the symptoms of fatigue with patients who are receiving chemotherapy is very similar to these symptoms that you get with seasonal affective disorder. And so they wanted to find out if um, this light book could potentially help them deal with this fatigue that can sometimes last for quite a long time after the treatment is finished. Mm. So the the light book is now um, used for various reasons by Canadian Olympic athletes, the New York Jets, and CEOs to combat jet lag when yes. they're on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sound, sounds great. I know my my reading book turns into like blue light to help me go to sleep, my e-book, because otherwise I'm just awake all night because oh. I, I want to finish the story. Yes. <laughs> so, that's it. so let's switch gears and find out a little bit about um, the prize. How did this prize come about? Um, actually, it was an idea from uh, an Estellas employee who had a very deeply personal experience caring for his father who had uh, cancer. Um, And his experience was that um, as a caregiver and seeing what his father went through, that it's not just about treating the cancer itself, that we need to look beyond um, treatments and products to try to help patients, um, you know, navigate through this cancer system to improve their quality of life. And we all know that cancer is very personal. We're all deeply affected by mm-hmm. um, family members and other people that we know that have cancer. And so the C3 Prize is really a way to look beyond treatment options, to look at innovative ideas for helping patients to improve their quality of life while they're going through this very difficult journey. 
How many applicants did you get the first year and how many applicants do you have so far for this year because you're repeating it? Yes, last year was the inaugural year. We had over 100,000 applicants from 16 countries. Yes, (laughs) and the most exciting part was that two of the top five finalists were Canadian. So that's really uh, exciting. Um, This year, the contest closes on uh, August 21st. uh, And because of the success last year, we decided to uh, run it again this year. Is this something that's going to be ongoing? Because your company has quite a commitment to this. We do. So, you know, we'll see how it goes this year. There's um, increased prizes this year. The grand pro- or There's a total of $100,000 in unrestricted grants that will be shared by the winners. 50000 will go to the grand prize winner. And then 12500 will be shared amongst the following four winners. They also get an opportunity to participate in MATTER, which is a healthcare um, innovation hub, which will help them bring these ideas to life. And the grand prize winner also gets to have a one-to-one consultation with Robert Hershevik on, uh, oh, bringing, on making their yes, on making their idea uh, better. <laughs> are there any restrictions? I mean, uh, do people have to be part of a certain field? Because my understanding is it's not just people in the medical field, but people in any field that it, you're looking for anything that may be outside the box. Yes, absolutely. Um, we, you definitely don't need to be part of the medical research field. This is not about treatment options for patients. It's about the whole journey that they go through and the experience they have dealing with cancer. So anyone with an interesting idea who wants to sort of benefit cancer care can apply. All the details are on c3prize.com and eligibility criteria are contained in there. But we're happy to see any idea big or small. Well, it seems that looking at the online application, as I am, there, there's three key questions. And the first one is, describe the problem in cancer care your idea aims to solve. Describe your solution to the problem and explain how you would use the Estella's Oncology C Prize to bring your idea to life. Yes. Yeah, so it's very easy, very simple. Um, a video is also recommended. Uh, and then eligible entries are going to be evaluated based on how plausible they are, how original they are, and how um, how they're able to be implemented in the future. So my question is, 100,000 applicants, how long does it take uh, Estella's to go through this? Do you have a board? Do you have who, there's a, who, there's, who, yeah. you know, who judges? There's a panel of judges that... Uh, that will review the applicants. Uh, and based on those criteria, we'll try to select some finalists. It's a tough job. Um, last year, Robert Hershevik uh, was one of the judges. Wow. Must take quite quite a while with 100,000. And if you have more, <laughs> more this year, right? And especially sure. if you're talking about all those countries and then having to translate, I would imagine, mm-hmm. some things. So what are you hoping um, that this will encourage? We really want to encourage people to look beyond treatment um, at the whole spectrum of, of the cancer care journey. And really, any so many of us are involved in cancer, affected and touched by it. So we're looking for ideas from everyone just to help improve quality of life for patients. Can you tell us um, anything about some of the other finalists from last sure. year? Yeah, so um, the other Canadian um, person who placed in the top five was um, Kevin Lynn from Vancouver. And um, his idea was to use a web-based application to utilize um, social media networks from patients and caregivers to help organize rides to the cancer centers for treatment. As you know, these are very frequent, these cancer treatments, and this was a way to help um, people get rides to and from the cancer center. The grand prize winner was a woman from Brussels, Diane Juris, and her um, 50,000 was used to complete the development of a module, which was a virtual reality module that helps um, manage anxiety felt by cancer patients, both before, during, and after treatment. So she was able to complete the module with the prize money. And she was so um, she was so enthralled with this whole process that she's going to be naming the module Stella uh, on behalf of Estellas, um, <laughs> who helped really bring this idea to life. And she's also going to be a judge in this year's contest. That's cool. Well, that's amazing. Are the prizes awarded at a particular event or... Yes, yeah, so this year, um, the, there's going to be five finalists. They will all be flown to Mexico City. They're going to pitch their ideas live um, at the Union for International Cancer Control Summit, and that'll be on November 13th. And then the grand prize winner will be announced during the closing reception of that 
Awesome. I believe so. That's great. So you get to do a live pitch as well. So where do people go to enter? So it's very easy. C3prize.com is the website, has all the information uh, that is needed there. And again, it's a very simple and easy process. Well, Mary Struger, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you. It was my pleasure. This is what she said. Stay with us. What She Said is more than women-positive news. First, it's a radio show on the Jewel Network with a dedicated and growing audience of affluent men and women aged 35+. plus. But What She Said is also a digital platform with thousands of followers, the ideal target market for your brand. What She Said features companies and trendsetters, those on the leading edge of fashion, business, lifestyle, entertainment, travel, technology, and finance. Get your brand on What She Said and get results. Go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Adding some extra sparkle to your home is easy with Glass Lighting Gallery. Now with two locations to serve you, each featuring hundreds of in-stock pennants, lamps, and chandeliers to choose from. And both come with Glass Lighting Gallery's friendly staff that will help you find the perfect lighting solution for your home. It's bling for your home at Glass Lighting Gallery, 28 Commerce Park Drive in Barrie, and now open in Aurelia at the corner of Mississauga and West Street. Visit glasslightinggallery.ca. Fear of missing out? FOMO flies out the door when you listen to Lena. Who knew? I hope everyone will know by the end of this segment. Every time you come in, you have such great news to share with us. Oh, thank you. I love sharing great news. Yes, I want everyone to know about it because it is such a great cause. I almost had tears in my eyes. It is phenomenal. OMG. OMG. Join What She Said Weekends and find out what lifestyle blogger Lena Almeida is loving. Back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. And she's rocking in studio as usual. And Brody is here for Saturday Night at the Movies. And let's start, Annie, with August Wind River. It's funny that this comes out in the heat of summer because it is very cold. Oh, just glad you're saying heat of summer. But anyway. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, finally. But it's um, pretty compelling. You know Elizabeth Olsen? She's the younger sister of the Olsen twins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good actress. Very mm. good. So she plays this Los Angeles cop who's sent up to an Indian reservation up in Wyoming. And she shows up in the middle of winter in big blizzard and she's wearing high heels. So... You know, she's got to learn her way. But um, a woman's body has been found out in the middle of nowhere, literally four hours from any roadway. So this is a mystery she has to solve. And it's it's a thriller. It's very well written. It's well acted. Terrific film. Um, so she follows this through. And her partner is Graham Greene, who we all know. Mm-hmm. So it's I think there's plenty of reasons to see this film. Quite compelling. Okay. Step. This, I'm hearing, is going to be an Oscar contender. Really? And it's understandable. It's, it's a documentary about a group of girls in Baltimore launching this leadership initiative by dancing. And it's the, you know, the highs and the lows of, of learning to dance and being disciplined and avoiding life on the street, which is the main purpose for this initiative. Um, it's... Very inspiring. It's teary. It, you know, it, it's just everything you'd want. It would be very good to go and see when the next thunderstorm comes through. <laughs> what about The Glass Castle? Oh, that's, that was such a great book. Jeanette, Jeanette yeah, Walls. Jeanette Walls. Yeah, Jeanette Walls. I used to actually uh, use a lot of her stuff from MSNBC Gossip Feed mm-hmm. to write Stars Tonight. So she, I knew her work inside out. I had so much admiration for it. Well, I guess she spent the greater part of her adult life, trying to hide her upbringing and her mm-hmm. beginnings. And as you know, Kate, she, her father was a, an alcoholic and a dreamer, and they were always on the run from the rent collectors mm-hmm. and complete poverty, abject poverty. And she was hungry a lot. So he spun all these tales to kind of distract them from their situation. So finally, a few years ago, I think 2006, she decided to write about it. And sort of come out of the closet about her childhood. And now it's a movie with Brie Larson and Woody Harrelson as her father. Mm-hmm. Um, so How is Woody in this? <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he can't be anything but Woody, yeah. right? Okay. 
You know, he's one of those guys. If you want Woody, you get Woody. You don't get a Woody. You get Woody. Yeah. <laughs> what am I saying? I don't know what you're saying. I think, I think we should move on to That's Annabelle right now. Don't you love radio? Okay, Anne. Okay, Let's move on to Annabelle. The glass castle. The glass castle. No. The glass castle. So <laughs> yes, yes. How about Annabelle? Oh, well, you can't get me to see those films, no, please. I've, this is about an evil doll. I know. I've seen trailers, and I think, who would who would see this? And I bet even it does at my okay. age, I it scares me. The trailer scares me. Okay, so it's about an evil doll. Blowing. But I've got to tell you, one of the most traumatic you read the things. No, I didn't read the book. One of the most traumatic things that stays with me, and now I can't remember the show, but it was it was um, a scene in a TV movie where the dolls come to life. They're like little cannibal dolls that are sent over from somewhere. And she tries to burn them in the oven. And you see the closing scene is, is that she absorbs the doll. And oh. she's squatting like that is stabbing a knife. And you know everyone is dead. I mean, it was the most... I can Were still see that. Were you young when you saw that? Yes, I was about 10. I Who shouldn't allowed, have been watching. Did your mother, Romy, allow that? She didn't know what I watched on Channel 79 oh. up, in the, <laughs> up in the attic. <laughs> Baby blues. Yeah, yeah, they can be creepy, these films. Yeah. All but, right. And they can also be really stupid. Again, this one. Okay, Annabelle, let's forget that. Yeah. Let's move on to your fave, Acorn. Oh, God, I love Acorn so much. And they just keep sending me these great announcements of stuff that's coming up. But this particular one, Hunting the KGB Killers. You might remember back in 2006, a man with an English name who is actually a former KGB Secret Service agent. So he ratted out gangsterism and terrorism in the Kremlin in a book while he was living in London. And they came after him. Do you remember that? And they poisoned him with polonium. It just follows their investigation into what poisoned him, because they were wrong for so long, which table he sat at at the restaurant, how many attempts had there been made on his life with that in that restaurant. Just an incredible situation. Really good really compelling and it just shows you why you shouldn't cozy up to russia donald <laughs> donald <laughs> and then there's something with ida ida lupino isn't she the best yeah. do you know her work not well she, she was an actor and a director and you might know her film the trouble with angels she directed that mm -hmm. with Haley mills yeah but she had a career um 150 screen performances and 41 films she directed and she was a tough cookie and if you look at imdb and see the titles of her of her films mm -hmm. they're all tough names and they were mostly noirs so it's quite amazing that an actress uh who came over from england with a stage history reinvents herself as a as a tough cookie directing tough movies but this is what she did and tiff is now having um speaking of tough tiff is having a retrospective on her works right now and uh there's going to be actually i think it's up my story on ida lupino soon so um it's worth seeing really good really good stuff she's amazing well thanks so much ann you're welcome see you next week see you next week Joining us now is our travel expert, Candace Derricks. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you. And we're talking this evening about teens, travel, and tech. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I am in the thick of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two teen girls, and they are glued to their phones. Uh, so according to a survey done by Common Sense Media, the average teenager spends nine hours. Isn't that crazy? Not, how, how much? Nine hours. On social media, on not social just on total no, screen time. just social media. Isn't wow. that insane? Do they have time to eat or sleep or go to school <laughs> it's, or it's anything It's incredible, else? really. This is why they don't no, want to no. talk to us. Yeah, I, this is it. So the trick then when you're on a family vacation with them is uh, sort of walking that fine line between everybody, including mom and dad, uh, getting the space they need from online distraction because we, we suffer from that too, too much time online. And then allowing your kids to stay connected to their peers. So a lot of parents are tempted to just pull the phones and have their teens go cold turkey. And uh, I can tell you that this approach is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, think, I think I confiscated a phone from a teenage daughter once and yeah. it didn't end well. Yeah, no. it is, it's not good. And so 
Um, and you have to think about it from the kid's point of view too, though. And even what a phone holds anymore. It has their movies, their books, their music, all their social media apps, and it has all their pictures. So it's not like you're just taking away one device. You're sort of taking away several devices within a device, mm-hmm. really. So um, I think the best thing to do before you head on a vacation is to sort of set the boundaries before you go. Uh, so have a frank discussion about when, where, and how long your teen can use their phone. And if you think they're mature enough, you can have them set the boundaries. Uh, so maybe it's an hour in the morning before you leave the hotel, an hour when you get back on, at night on social. But the rest of the time, they have to be present with the family, which is really what your vacation is all about. Mm-hmm. No matter what, though, um, as the parent, what you end up deciding, you have to be the enforcer because everyone needs that downtime. Um, so it's why I really love the uh, worry-free data management that comes with the Rogers Share Everything plan that I have with my daughters. So the three of us share a plan, uh, which means we have a data bucket we all use and share from. We have unlimited talk and text. We also have Spotify and Roam Like Home uh, for when we're away out of country. But the real beauty of the Share Everything plan is that I control how much data they have each month. So funny story on the way in here today, I got a message that my daughter had met her data limit halfway through the month. Uh-huh. So I had a choice. I could top her up or I could cut her off. And? I cut her off. Ooh. <laughs> so, <Me-ball. laughs> and I'm putting it on the radio so she won't love that so much. But, uh, but there's an important lesson in here for kids. And because data is sort of, it's not really something you can touch or feel. Mm-hmm. You don't really know how much you're using. And that she used half of that in a month means that she was, you know, Obviously. Um, How long was the plan for? Uh, well, she had two gig for the month. And she used half of it. She used all of her data in, in, in half, half of the month. month. Okay. And so in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So okay. she, I think she was, you know, maybe sending too many Snapchats or things like that. Not on Wi-Fi. Yeah, not on Wi-Fi. Uh, so I think that this it's important that for them to understand. So mm. that's one of the things that I love the most. Is she talking to you yet? Uh, well, I don't know if she knows yet. I don't know if she's clued in yet because I sort of <laughs> raced in here. <laughs> Sure, hide. I'm, Use I'm sure, to hide. I'm sure I'll get a message. Um, so, but uh, the other thing too, though, is when you're on vacation, is that if they're not, you know, if they're not present, if they're not engaging, you actually can hop onto your app and shut their data off. Mm. And so get them involved and get them present with you. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're not walking by now or falls completely oblivious to the fact that it's right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you want them there with you. So, Candice, do you think it's a good idea to have that conversation before you leave and say, look, we're going on a vacation, we're spending money, we want to spend time together. Absolutely. But if you're going to be on the phone the whole time, then there's no point. This is exactly it. And I think that is the – and so – so they're not surprised when you cut their data off. You know, it's not a punishment. No, it's not punitive. It, 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 yeah, right. It's to it, connect everybody. We want you here. We want you with us. And, uh, you know, when, when we, time is appropriate, data can go back on. And you're not being charged to shut their data on and off. So that's the one great thing about it. Um, and then, you know, when you are away and out of country, you can let them roam like home. Um, so as a travel writer, I've been a fan of Roger's Roam Like Home for a long time. It's the best thing ever. It's $5 a day in the US, $10 a day in over 100 destinations around the globe. So I really rely on it. But my daughters also have access to it with them. Um, So if they turn their data roaming on, they have 24 hours to enjoy roaming just like they were at home, meaning they can text and call their friends and get on all their social media accounts. The caveat is, is when they get home, they have to pay for that privilege. So if they use it for four days out of a seven-day holiday, for example, they owe me $40 when they get home because it's $10 a day per account. So again, it's giving them the responsibility of understanding that there's a cost to these things. Right. Uh, another one which is fun for your kids is to put them in charge of the family photo album. They're taking pictures the whole time anyway. So have them do- download an app like Chatbooks, and they can link their social media accounts to it, and then... While you're waiting to come home and you're in the airport, you can actually pick out the pictures, order your album online, and it gets delivered to home. Do a little face, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you'll have lots of selfies in the, in the book, but it's a good way to see your vacation through your teen's eyes and not just your way of seeing what the holiday looked like. Because put them in charge of it. That's a great idea. I yeah. love that one. And the last one is do not forget your accessories. Make sure you have charging cables, battery packs, headphones, and I would even recommend a splitter. So, like, if you want to watch movies together on the plane, you can do that, and you're doing something together, not apart. Great. Yeah. All right. 
Lots so for Pleasantville. Yeah, I was going to say, for more information on um, the Rome Lake Home and Rogers, go rogers.com. Well, we'll chat with you in a few weeks. Thank you. This is what she said. Stay with us. Do you know someone with tingling, numbness, or pain in their hands or feet? Do you know someone with poor balance, difficulty walking, or at risk of falling? These may be symptoms of nerve damage caused by diabetes. Nutarnic Essentials Diabetic Neuropathy Supplement is targeted nutritional therapy for the maintenance of your health. Developed by Dr. Evan Lewis, an expert on nerve health and regeneration. Learn how to optimize your health today at Nutarnic.com. That's N-U-T-A-R-N-I-Q.com. Everyone needs an edge to compete. At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism. Boomer Nutrition Energy Protein Powder is the first protein supplement specifically designed for people over 40. Their research-based formula helps your body combat aging by maintaining lean muscle and slowing age-related muscle loss with added B vitamins for energy and leucine. Boomer Nutrition Protein Powder helps you increase metabolism and support a healthy lifestyle. Use code WSSRADIO at Amazon.ca to save 25%. Visit MyBoomerNutrition.com for details. Be ageless. Live your life with Boomer Nutrition. What She Said is more than women-positive news. First, it's a radio show on the Jewel Network with a dedicated and growing audience of affluent men and women aged 35-plus. But What She Said is also a digital platform with thousands of followers, the ideal target market for your brand. What She Said features companies and trendsetters, those on the leading edge of fashion, business, lifestyle, entertainment, travel, technology, and finance. Get your brand on What She Said and get results. Go to WhatSheSaidTalk.com. You're listening to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Women positive news you can use on Jewel Radio. Honeycomb, honeycomb. Well, it's a darn good life and it's kind of funny how the Lord made the bee and the bee made the honey and the honeybee looking for a home. As Canadians, we love honey, and many of us are extremely disturbed by the fact that our bees are at risk, thereby threatening our future food supply, among other things. Joining us this evening is the CEO and founder of a company called Honeywater, which is putting its money where its mouth is when it comes to saving bees. Please welcome Chris Coates to what she said. Hello, how are you? Uh, you should know that Kate is a big supporter of bees, she and we've talked great. about it often, and uh before we get to your company and what you're doing, can you tell our listeners just what the bee situation is in Canada? Yeah, well, in the last three years, we've seen an incredible amount of loss uh, with our bee populations throughout Canada. We've seen roughly between 30 to 40 percent decrease in populations, and uh, there's a lot of underlying reasons what's happening to the bees. A few of uh, the major problems that we're experiencing are mites. Uh, insecticides, mm -hmm. and lack of support for local beekeepers. What does that mean, lack of support? Well, our economy doesn't, uh, well, a lot of the beekeepers, uh, you know, are working very hard and the lack of support for uh, purchasing honey-based products in the country and with the bee uh, populations decreasing, um, you know, our beekeepers uh, should be making the most money of everyone that is in this country because the bees are so important to our agriculture and uh, through uh, sustainability. Well, I was looking at having um, a beehive put in my garden, um, which was approved by my neighbors. But unfortunately, our garden is too shady. Oh. So, <laughs> and, and they need a certain distance and a certain amount of, of, of sunlight. Right. Um, but it's all managed by somebody else. So all I had to do was like just look at it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but Denise Donlan has, uh, has them in, in her, her back, uh, back garden as well. But we planted um, a very bee-friendly uh, flowers and it's just a thrill every day when I come home and oh, I'm taking great. photographs on Instagram yeah. all the time going like look at this I've got four four or five bees on, yeah. on <laughs> one plant they're everywhere but what are the implications if we don't all come together to save our bees? Well the bees pollinate 23 billion dollars of agriculture uh, a year in North, North America um, everything from apples to oranges have a 90% pollination factor from the honeybee so it's pretty safe to say if the bees do die uh, we're in a lot of trouble on, a seed of, uh, on one seed of corn, there's enough insecticide to kill 100,000 bees, and only 20% is retained on the seed. The rest goes into our, our runoffs and, uh, and, our, and our water supplies, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very serious problem that we uh, have to address as a country and uh, as a nation moving forward. 
seems like a silly question, but I don't understand why farmers and wouldn't 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 kind of get on the bandwagon in terms of pesticides because eventually it will affect them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think a, a lot of um, agriculture um, awareness plans that are put in place are now really looking at uh, the bigger picture. And I, I do think a lot of uh, the, the farmers uh, in, in North America are really paying attention closely to what's happening because without the bees, uh, we won't uh, be doing too well uh, with our agricultural sustainability for the future. Tell us about your company, Honeywater. Yeah. Yeah, great. So Honeywater is an all-natural uh, base drink sweetened with the finest Canadian honey. There's no added preservatives, coloring, or flavors. Um, as a Canadian business, we really wanted to impact um, our Canadians in the best way we knew how, and that was through sustainability and health, and as well as giving our consumers a product that they could trust and, and really support our communities as well. So there's uh, there's two two flavors. Is that right? I've got I've yes. got mint and honey in my in my hand, and it's a three hundred mil bottle. Yep. And um, ninety calories. Ninety and, calories. And nothing nothing from it's all from honey. Yes. Yeah, so, so so we we use only uh, Canadian honey. It's a low glycemic product as well. So uh, we we don't see an insulin spike with our product. Um, we we are really trying to promote no refined sugars in our Canadian market mm -hmm. and. We have seen um, such uh, tremendous support for our product, uh, especially since it is Canadian and our, our industry is surrounded by American products that are foreign. And uh, so that's something we're very proud about. And lemon and honey. I mean, yeah. that can you have it warmed up? Because that would be lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you, you can warm it up. It's, 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 uh, it's actually very tasty. Um, and for thousands of years, people have been using uh, the combination of mm -hmm. honey and water mm -hmm. as a traditional popular health drink, uh, no matter where you came from, uh, in all sorts of different cultures. And uh, uh, my grandma used to make a great honey water uh, growing up, and so that's what really inspired me uh, to to come up with this idea. Well, you've made a pretty serious pledge when it comes to saving bees, you that's and your right, company. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We've uh, created the Buy the Bottle, Save the Bee, Bee program, where a portion of the proceeds from every bottle sold goes directly into saving bees. And we've teamed up with the largest non-for-profit associations, such as the Pollinator Partnership, Canadian Honey Council of Canada, and we've uh, even teamed up with Ontario Bee Rescue, where we uh, relocate hives and provide funding and resources to do that, uh, where these hives are in very problematic areas, and we are able to take them away and give them uh, a space where they're able to flourish and repopulate. Yeah, not in my garden, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So what about the health benefits that honey water offers? The health benefits is so there's no refined sugars. So how, how sugars uh, react with our body's digestive system is, uh, is a really big player uh, in what we do. Um, our health benefits, you know, this product is, is healthy for um, your body's digestive system. For um, you know, a lot of people have used honey water in the past for weight loss. We look at this product as a natural replacement for refined sugars such as pop, juices, um, iced teas and uh, other uh, foreign beverages that are not very healthy for our body's digestive system. Um, since 2004, we've seen a roughly around 45.5 billion gallon reduction in carbonated soft drinks. And this is why we are coming in and, and providing our consumers uh, with a product that they can really get behind, a, uh, behind and also um, feel comfortable in knowing that this product is something that is healthy and uh, safe for them uh, to consume. Any plans to sort of expand the flavor line? Absolutely. Yeah, we have uh, we have some uh, some tricks up our sleeves this year. Uh, we have uh, multiple SKUs coming out, which are uh, are going to be very um, well uh, received within uh, our Canadian uh, um, consumer with our con Canadian consumers. Uh, we have a ginger coming out. Ah, my favorite. Ooh. And we have um, a few other uh, fruity concoctions uh, that we're working on. Sounds amazing. So the pledge is to save 5 million bees this year by rescuing beehives and supporting bee education across the country. That's correct, yeah. That's and amazing. if we can do more, you know, we uh, we hope to exceed those types of those expect expectations, and uh, we feel very confident that uh, we've uh, almost met half of that uh, target and we still have a couple more months to go. 
Is the is the curve changing? I mean, is the direction of the decrease of bees changing? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, in the last two years, we have seen an increase uh, populations of honeybee colonies here in Canada and, and throughout the North America. But one thing we have uh, witnessed in the, uh, in the past is uh, the fluctuation. And so we want to make sure we keep within the fluctuation of uh, the increases are bee pop population. And this is just due to uh, awareness and teaching uh, our younger generation of uh, the importance of sustainability and uh, mm -hmm. bee culture. I think we also need to teach our young and our older people like us the difference between bees and wasps because that's correct people just have have no idea yeah i mean it, I, I, when i see someone hit a bee it's uh, it's uh, it's it, it's not very good to see so uh, yeah just uh, education uh, targeting this uh, our younger generation and teaching them the importance of the bees will have a major impact for the future so you think people are starting to get it? I really do. Yeah, I, I, I think so. There's the the, the, the mass media on uh, the bee story has been uh, significant, and I think through uh, through time and education, we will be able to uh, increase those populations uh, for the future. So how can all of us help you, or or the bees, or buy honey water? Yeah. <laughs> well, besides buying honey water, what can we do? Where can we go to find out more? And what can we do? Sure. So we love to uh, for our consumers to share the buzz. Um, jump on our social. <laughs> jump on our social media. Um, we have a lot of educators uh, that we work with that are bee industry experts. Uh, you can jump to our website at honeywater.com, um, or you can also just visit your local beekeeper and uh, and get. Uh, and if you speak to the the local beekeepers, I'm sure that they would be more than willing to uh, show you around and, and teach you uh, the importance of the bees. And at Drink Honey Water is your... Instagram and Twitter and social media, yep. Okay. And on Facebook, too. That's amazing. And where can you, can you buy it? Which stores, Karen? Yeah, so we're in about 500 locations throughout Canada. We've seen a tremendous amount of success. Uh, some of our larger retail locations, such as Whole Foods, TNT, um, are, are great locations in the, in this within the city. But uh, if you head to our website at honeywater.com, there's a location map at the bottom of the website. You can put in your postal code and you can find the nearest location to you. And every time you buy a bottle, you're helping bees. A portion of the proceeds goes back to saving bees. Yeah, that's correct. Chris Coates, thank you for joining us. This is what she said. Stay with us. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. Adding some extra sparkle to your home is easy with Glass Lighting Gallery. Now with two locations to serve you, each featuring hundreds of in-stock pennants, lamps, and chandeliers to choose from. And both come with Glass Lighting Gallery's friendly staff that will help you find the perfect lighting solution for your home. It's bling for your home at Glass Lighting Gallery, 28 Commerce Park Drive in Barrie, and now open in Orillia at the corner of Mississauga and West Street. Visit glasslightinggallery.ca. Join us October 22nd at Bellevue Manor in Vaughan for a morning of fun, learning, and great camaraderie. Learn how to stay sharp as you age with guest speakers Dr. Vivian Brown, Dr. Nazarene Katri, and MC Camilla Scott. A wonderful morning of breakfast, entertainment, special treats, and all proceeds go to Mackenzie Health Foundation to support the Domestic Assault and Sexual Abuse Center. Go to thejoyofaging.ca for more info and see you on October 22nd. Saturday and Sunday evenings at 10 o'clock on Light and Refreshing, Jewel Radio. We meet the founder of a one-stop shop to help families meet needs from nanny to elder care, a woman who bridges the gap between businesses and people looking for an on-the-spot shift. Movie and TV reviews with Ann Brody, what Lena is loving, what to do after a crash with a cyclist with McLeish Orlando's Kate Mizuko, and music in our live studio sessions. And now, more women-positive news you can use. This is What She Said. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. Welcome. 
Welcome back to What She Said. That is Wasted, being sung by 17-year-old and social media star Cam Bogle, who's here in studio with us. Welcome, Cam. Hello there. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, and also ha- wel- yeah. welcome to Chris Ma, who is sitting here on guitar. And this is a very special evening for you. Because it's your birthday. 18th birthday. Thank you very wow, much. Wow, really congrats. Yeah. <laughs> you really should be out doing something else. I don't feel like an adult, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> Neither do I. It's okay. <laughs> You're from Burlington, Ontario. In only five months, you've blown up on social media and been one busy guy touring all summer on the Press Play Tour. Tell us how all this happened. Well, uh, I was doing open mics for about seven years, and I loved self-help books, and they just said, keep doing what you're doing, and eventually you'll be discovered. So I did a bunch of open mics, and one day I got a message online, and this girl's like, I'm coming to one of your shows, and I bought a ticket right next to your family. I was like, "Um, okay. Okay. uh, (laughs) So I performed, and the lady was really nice, and this is why I believe everything happens for a reason, because she posted a, a video online of me singing, and the next day I got a call, and the and someone's like, hey, I want you on my show. I saw that video that that lady po- uh, took. And I was like, wow. And so I went on the show. And that's where I met my manager because he was in the audience and he saw me. And he's like, wow, I need to manage this guy. So then we worked on my look and I got my voice in shape and I got in shape. And for the last five months, we've been working on my community. That's what I call my fans. And I built a huge audience. Okay. And you're working on an EP. What can you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, so... I haven't been in love for a while, <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you're, you, you're literally just 18. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to write about my experiences over the last uh, seven months and what I felt. So the first song I'm doing is called Overwhelmed. It's about all the joy I've had and uh, all the stuff that's happening I haven't experienced before. And also Uncharted Waters because I'm plunging into the unknown. I've never experienced this world before. So where can people find you and download Wasted? Uh, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, and iTunes. That's awesome. Well, all the best for the future, and happy birthday. Thank you very much. That is our show for this evening. What She Said will be back Sunday night with more great guests and great music. Please follow us everywhere at What She Said Talk, but only after you sit back, relax, and listen to Cam Bogle performing Wasted. Friday on a summer night The moon's out and we're feeling right There's no other place we want to go Cars out so we're gonna ride We drive fast baby hold on tight If you're down girl let me know Cause baby the nights are long and we're holding on Cause we're never letting go We can waste our time cause we're never getting old And maybe for all we know we can fall in love But all I wanna do is get wasted, wasted with you And get wasted, wasted with you Stop and look to drive a man insane After you I will never be the same Don't stop cause I want some more I wanna know what we're gonna do I wanna know if you feel it too I wanna know if you're gonna be there at the end of the night Holding on to me tight Cause baby the nights are long and we're holding on Cause we're never letting go We can waste our time cause we're never getting old And maybe for all we know we can fall in love But all I wanna do is get wasted, wasted with you
Baby, the nights are long and we're holding on as we're never letting go. We can waste our time cause we're never getting old. And maybe for all we know we can fall in love, but all I wanna do is get wasted, wasted with you. Cause baby the nights are long and we're holding on as we're never letting go. We can waste our time cause we're never getting old. And maybe for all we know we can fall in love but all I wanna do is get wasted, wasted with you. And get wasted, wasted with you. It is your favorite girl. That's right, it's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.